in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. At 106, good afternoon. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, good afternoon on this a little bit of a drizzly Thursday. This portion of the program brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Whether you're having a dinner in the dining room or in the nice weather, you can sit on the deck or you're in the, the pub area where a great game is on, baseball playoffs, football. The Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Now, I am going to play more about these uh, latest television commercials. The McKee one is really bombing out. But I want to play, this is very serious, uh, right next door. Two Connecticut police officers were set up in an ambush and killed, shot and killed last night, right around 1030. So they provided an, an update, and I want to, I want to play it. They um, provided an update, and it's this is uh, the state police. T-E-M-A, Sergeant Connecticut State Police. First of all, I want to thank you for your patience. The Connecticut State Police, Bristol Police Department the Inspector General and the Chief State's Attorney's Office wanted to ensure that we gathered the preliminary investigative details for you this morning. Preliminary investigation shows on October 12th at 10.29 p.m., Bristol Police Department received a 911 call to 310 Redstone Hill Road for a possible domestic between two siblings. When officers arrived, they were immediately met with a suspect outside of 310 Redstone Hill Road. Shots were fired, fatally wounding one officer on scene. Two other officers were transported to area hospitals. A second officer was pronounced deceased, and a third officer sustained serious injuries. The suspect was fatally shot and pronounced deceased at the scene. The suspect's brother was also shot and transported to an area hospital. His status at this time is unknown. This is an isolated incident and we want the community to know that there is no threat to their community. At this time, I would like to turn it over to the Bristol Police Chief, Brian Gould. Good morning. Brian Gould, B-R-I-A-N-G-O-U-L-D, Chief of Police, Bristol Police Department. Words cannot express the sadness and grief that brings me before you this morning. Sadly, we lost two exceptional Bristol police officers, and a third was seriously injured as a result of senseless violence. My role at this point is to tell you about these wonderful, brave individuals. The details will be left up to the Connecticut State Police and the state's attorney's office who are investigating the incident further. Sergeant Dustin DeMonte hired in 2012. He was assigned to our patrol division and was a school resource officer at Green Hills and West Bristol schools. He was also an advisor for the Bristol Police Explorer Cadet Program. Throughout his career, he has received several awards, including the Silver Star, Officer of the Month, and Co-Rips recipient for Officer of the Year in 2019. He was very focused on his career and furthering his career and his education, and he held a bachelor's degree in criminology with a minor in psychology from Central Connecticut State University. Sergeant DeMonte was 35 years of age. He is survived by his wife, Laura, and his children, Phoebe and Porter, and one on the way, as well as his parents, Philip and Mona, in-laws, Anne-Marie and Jim, brother and sister, Philip and Michaela. Officer Alex Hamsey was hired in 2014 and was assigned to our patrol division. 
Officer Hansey was raised in Bristol and graduated Bristol Eastern High School in 2006. Throughout his career, he received numerous letters of commendation and recognition. He was assigned to our Central Region Emergency Response Team and was also one of our cadet advisors. He was 34 years of age. He is survived by his wife, Katie, parents, Ahmed and Salma, and his two sisters, Donna and Renea. Officer Alex Ayurato, hired in 2018, assigned to our patrol division. He is also a member of our Central Region Emergency Response Team. He holds a Bachelor's of Arts degree in Government, Law, and National Security. Officer Ayurato is 26 years of age. He underwent surgery for a severe gunshot wound and is currently recovering. Our men and women of the Bristol Police Department are privileged and honored to serve on the front lines protecting and serving the community of Bristol. And that's what these heroes did last night. They answered a call to duty and they responded without hesitation. And that's what they did every night before that. And that's what all our officers do and will continue to do day after day. Our community has been rocked. Our police department has been rocked. And to our community, we value our partnership. We need your support. We need your thoughts. We need your prayers. To the men and women of the Bristol Police Department, I mourn with you. Together we'll get through this horrific event. You have always had and will always will have my complete support and admiration. The courage you demonstrate day in and day out to go out and protect our serve our community is remarkable. To our fallen officers families, we will never forget the sacrifice your loved ones have made. We are here for you and we will continue to be here for you. And all of those that serve on our front lines, we thank you for the outpouring of support and thank you for what you do on a daily basis. Sergeant Dustin DeMonte, Officer Alex Hamsey, thank you for your service. May your souls rest in eternal peace. Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I would like to introduce the uh, mayor of the city of Bristol at this time. Thank you. Mayor Jeff Caggiano, C-A-G-G-I-A-N-O. Bristol is our big, small town. It's also known as the All Heart City. Today, our hearts are broken. We're united in immeasurable grief for those hero officers, for their families and friends, and for all of our law enforcement personnel. We pray for them. Bristol and the entire nation need to wrap our arms around them as well as our own loved ones. The Bristol community has always stood in solidarity to support our Bristol Police Department and during this time of indescribable, overwhelming pain and loss in this all heart city, we will continue to be there for each other in the morning today and in the difficult days ahead. Thank you. There is so much unknown with this investigation. It's very complex. Our state troopers, our detectives will be out there throughout the rest of the day gathering evidence. So please be patient with us as we gather this evidence. The media relations team will put together a press release. We will have photos of those officers for you and any other information that we have between now and that time, we will give that to you. Again, please keep Bristol Police Department and the, the officers' families in your thoughts and your prayers. And to all the law enforcement officers that serve this great state. Are there any questions? Uh, I believe uh, St. Francis in Hartford. 
I, I have to double check on both. I can tell you, Officer Ayarato is uh, at St. Francis, but I can I'll follow up for you. Thank you. Folks, again, this uh, list you're listing. later. Press briefing out of Connecticut. It's the John DePietro Show, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. It's 117 on this Thursday. And you had two officers shot and killed last night. Two, so two that officers. right now is unknown. That's why our detectives are out there. They're gathering evidence. <clears throat> um, hopefully we can get some more information from you or for you. Um, I know our, um, our team is working diligently with the inspector general. And hopefully we can get some more answers for you. There's a lot unknown at this time. Now, folks, uh, I also want to play... Um, once again, good afternoon right now at 117. I want to play um, that, that McKee, new McKee commercial. It, it's just so insulting of what they think a Rhode Islander is. And, you know, he's so hell-bent on, you know, he's, for, yeah, how is, how is that working out, by the way? He's from here. He's from Connecticut. Isn't that one of the problems that we're we're facing right now is all the insiders and so many of his own people in cabinet are from somewhere else but this campaign commercial that they've come out with and especially you know they they think that that wrote listen to this woman holly that they have in the commercial because she sums up she's a mckee voter this is what governor mckee thinks the people of Rhode Island sound like. This is Illinois. That's where she got a tax break on a house. That's where she got a tax break on a house. Ashley, that's not Rhode Island. Ashley, that's not Rhode Island. Like, what is this? Ashley, that's not Rhode Island. Nope. No one even talks that way anymore. I mean, that was. I grew up. That was the Cranston, Johnston, North Providence. I mean, that was Cranston, Johnston, North Providence. Barry's Marriott, you know, Roosters, 21 East. I mean, that that, that, that whole, that's kind of gone away over time until they just resurrected it in this McKee commercial. Ashley, that's not Rhode Island. Well, I, I would argue neither is that. I won't vote for Ashley Keyless. No way. Hey, Ashley. Hey, Ashley. Hey, Ashley. So it's all this these people saying they're not going to vote for her. You're not from around here. Are you? How about that one? Here's a message for Lieutenant Governor Matos. You're not from around here, are you? You know, for these people that preach diversity and equity, equity and diversity. So, hey, Governor McKee, all of these people, how about the Matos crowd and all of these illegals are giving out driver's license? Is this how they should be greeted? And the person that's asking the question completely is dismissive and looks down at, at the person. You're not from around here, are you? Boy, that's welcoming. What a welcoming message. Now, Ashley Kalis does have a new commercial out. But I, I can't get over this. They, they, Somebody saw this, and they think that it's a good idea. That, I, I don't know what to, I mean, the whole thing. So this woman, and again, I have no idea who this person is. I, you know, they they recruited them for the commercial. And they, it's kind of like, there's an older man, there's a woman who's a woman of color, all this other stuff. And then it kind of goes through, and then you get the Holly, hey Ashley, did I see you at Twin Rivers? That's where she got a tax break on a house. That's where she got a tax break on a house from. Or is it Illinois? You know, it, it it's just so demeaning. It, but this shows like they are laughing. The people of the state are just a bunch of imbeciles. Ashley, that's not Rhode Island. Ashley, that's not Rhode Island. Like what is that? Ashley, that's not Rhode Island. Yeah, either's Andrew Dice Clay. Totally. Talk about condescending. But see, that's how they, that's what they think. I won't vote for Ashley Kalis. No way. Hey, Ashley. Hey, Ashley. Hey, Ashley. Oh, be quiet. And then this line. You're not from around here, are you? Wow. And then the girl looks up and down at the person. 
when she says that. So there is another debate tonight. Oh, let me, um, I want to just check. Let me just check some of the, uh, oh boy, rookie San Antonio cop who shot boy in his car, slapped handcuffs on teen after the firing. All right, well, that's a problem. You know, this is, if, if policing and police under attack, if that just continues to explode into a story, I believe that is an advantage of Republicans. This whole business of uh, um, this whole element of anti-police sediment. Governor McKee, his he spoke at that anti-police rally. And Sabina Matos is about as anti-police as you can get. I'm going to play. I even have. Oh, let me check this. Smiley names Providence mayoral transition team. Let's go through some of the news and headlines. And then I will play Ashley's new commercial. And then I'll also play I was at her press briefing this morning. Uh, Dr. Omar Barr, he ran for CD2. Victor Capellian, education guy, Kathy Lund, Tiana Ocha. I don't know who that is. Um, Green, da, da, da. I don't know what that is. Uh, Emily Crowell, former Alorza staff, who was named executive director of the transition. The list includes Michael Solomon, former city council president, dropped out of the race to endorse Smiley. Yeah, he also voted in favor of the soccer stadium. Here we go. Ron Koya, business manager, local 1033 union. Courtney Hawkins uh, was Rhode Island's Department of Human Services director. Full member list is below. Let me just check that. I like to see who's popping up on some of this. Here we go. The transition committee, Vicki Almeida, Napoleon Askey, Sybil Bailey, Beth Bixby, Deborah Brayton, Frank Cabrera, Nick Kicitelli, Ron Coya, PJ Fox, Courtney Hawkins, Leah Metz, Anthony Centuri, owner of um, Coliseum, Tony Simon, he worked in the Allure's administration, Michael Solomon, Cliff Wood, blah, blah, blah. All right. That's not really newsworthy. Um, let's see. They get to, tonight. They're debating. Oh, oh, it's a live web live stream. Oh, I guess on their website, maybe. Listen live or watch the live. Oh, ProvidenceJournal.com. Okay. Well, I'm still gonna go. And um. I'm going to try to um, see if they can stop me from live streaming. President Trump formed a new company days before a fraud lawsuit was filed against him. A move the New York Attorney General questioned. The new company would be known as Trump Organization 2. <laughs> How'd they come up with that? Hey, folks, I'm just seeing this. Cumberland Police is investigating a suspicious message received at Cumberland High School. Avoid the area. You know, how come no one's tipping me off on this? I would imagine there's a lot of police there. Hmm. Ooh, bomb threat. It's not credible. Uh, school's been placed restricted movement as a precaution. They also think they have a suspect. That is according to Channel 10. Let's see. Folks clearly planning to stay engaged on island after last month. Helena Folks. Well, you know, I can't believe this state police story. A 911 call, a deliberate act to lure police to the scene. (sighs) Hmm. President, uh, another way to look at the poll in CD2, Fung is getting the same share of the vote as Trump did right now. Magazine is underperforming Biden by 13 points in his own poll. 
I think a lot of things are pointing in the right direction for Mayor Fung. A deliberate 911 call. Whew. House in Providence sold for over $1 million. Historic brick Tudor on east side sells for $1 million. I think I've seen that house. It's very, very nice. The race is heating up. You know, I was trying to, I want to play a little bit. Oh, here's the new um, Ashley Kalis commercial. Good. Let me play this. Fighter 2. Don't worry, my mom can take a punch. She's no stranger to a tough fight. So if Dan McKee and Joe Biden think their attacks are going to work on my mom, come on, that's just as bad as their other plans. Of course they want to distract you from all their screw-ups. Can I say that? Look what they've done with inflation, the economy, and schools. My mom's tough. She'll never back down. She's going to knock these guys out of office and clean up their mess. Well, that's the latest from Ashley Kalis. Features her in the ring with her son. Cute little boy. And then you have the, uh, the McKee commercial. The McKee commercial, which features a bunch of people and highlighted by Holly. Interesting. Governor McGee. Governor McGee. Hey, Ashley. You ain't from around is. <laughs> Who came up with that concept? I don't know. Hey, Ashley. That's like the entire commercial. I, I'm not going to. The, the January 6th thing. I know they're, they're claiming they have no information. I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe it when I see it. All right. Well, the stage is set. You know, let me play a little bit of I did attend the Ashley Kalis. She had a press conference this morning. She's, she's basically what I took away from it is that she is trying to, trying to get uh, Governor McKee to do more with the high cost of uh, energy. Let me just hear, I, I was then asking her about the situation in Connecticut. I will look into that, but I think we have a few more days left. I don't think we've actually filed yet. I get the call, and what I would say is, why the media is so against her? Tell me why you think it's Here we go. You're not running just against. Here we go, folks. Here's here's my Ashley, last night there were two Connecticut police officers killed. One shot, you know, seriously wounded. You're not running just against. Governor McKee. It's the McKee-Matos ticket. They're even raising money together. Now, they have a record. She supported defunding the police. Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos, that the media won't report on, supported that. Governor McKee spoke at an anti-police rally September of 2020. Law enforcement in this state feel Governor McKee-Matos team do not have their back. That's right. Would Governor Kalis yep. ever support defunding the police? I just want to say that I am so sorry to those families and those individuals, the officers that are injured. That is just unbelievable. I believe that it is important that we maintain public safety and that we need to ensure that the relationship between the police and the community is healthy. And we need to enforce the laws that we have and also maintain that relationship. We need to have a country, and I'm going to talk about this in terms of divisiveness. We cannot continue to have such a divided country. It is not good for democracy. It's not good for our state. And it is not going to help us get through an economic crisis that we're getting through. We are in an education crisis as well. So we need to really be focused on having a leader uh, that is able to move us through this time period. And I really don't like divisive politics. 
think that but you would have the back of police officers. They feel they don't have the back. Do you think, is that why Governor McKee kind of hides Lieutenant Governor Matos because she supported defunding police? I can't figure out why he has an emergency order. I can't figure out anything that this man does, quite frankly. So I can't even speculate on why he does things or why he doesn't. I mean, I feel like I've given him a way to provide immediate relief to working families, and I'm happy to commend him for doing the right thing. Whatever he needs to take politics out of this to help with an energy crisis, I am happy to do what it takes because I know ultimately that if he enacts these emergency powers, the result is that families will be better. It won't be choosing between heating or eating and there won't be a delay. So what I will say is I don't profess to understand Governor McKee. My leadership style will be different. Now that was Ashley Kalis, folks, just a few hours ago. Um, and I want to... You know, obviously, she has a she has people's attention. People were very impressed with how she handled herself in the debate the other night. People like that she was on, and she was she was very aggressive. But she's not wrong about if, in fact, you would. You know, you you need to fix something. Yeah, it would be great if the person was from Rhode Island. But just within your own life, right now at 133, do you only go to doctors that are from here? Do you only go, do you only hire people that are from here? Um, Right now, I mean, the state is on such the wrong track that she, she is starting to hit her stride. She is starting to hit her stride, and I hope that enough people are paying attention. Now, she needs to do better in the northern part of the state, without question. If there's one area that she absolutely needs to improve upon, it's there. I know, and and I, I don't know, the media, are they unfriendly to her? Well, they're not friendly to her. They're not friendly to her. But the numbers are the numbers. And, you know, this latest report with the Rhode Island education system, it is absolutely in crisis. And he calls himself the education governor. Yeah, he gave out $3,000 bonuses and he gave the Providence teachers whatever contract they wanted. No. He, the, the Governor McKee, who started the mayoral academies, who was into charter schools and education, that guy has left the building. All right, I want to play. This is uh, Channel 12 has a piece on the education crisis in the state right now. <coughs> Listen to this. is not too good. Erica Ritchie is live in our studio with more on some of the recommendations that the report is Terrible. making to try to turn things around. Terrible. Erica. Danielle Patrick, good morning. Good morning to you at home. It was the Rhode Island Public Expenditure Council, or RIPAC, that issued this report. It's nearly 70 pages of what they call historic analysis of the state's school system, specifically education reform. Basically, it boils down to the notion, they say, that times, demographics, the modality of learning all have changed. Rhode Island schools have failed to keep up. For example, data in the report showing that number of students with limited English proficiency in Rhode Island schools has increased from 5 to 11 percent since 2006. So one of their recommendations in the report is to dedicate resources to get current teachers certified to teach English language learners and to revise the school funding formula to include money for those students who speak little English. I mean, in a way, we have an entirely different education system than we had just five years ago. You know, we've seen an over 40 percent increase in our limited English proficient student population. We've seen the impacts of COVID, so I think establishing that new baseline is also important. All right, keep in mind, guys, this is an independent study, and it was released during the overnight hours. So uh, this morning, I did go ahead and reach out to the Rhode Island Department of Education. I also reached out to the chairs of both the House and Senate Education Committees, but it is still early. So as soon as I get their reaction from the report, I'll bring it to you here. Don't go too far this morning. For now, live in studio, America Ritchie, 12 News. You know, it is, um, folks, it, it, it is just so beyond the pale. And, and I want to, right now, ready? This is so easy. This is so easy to understand. Right now, it's one thirty-six, and it's a Thursday afternoon. I want everyone, if you're doing anything right now, you know, this is, it, it's not complicated. 
with what the problem is. It's 1.37. It is Thursday afternoon. It is, depending on where you are, right around 65 degrees with some light rain and it's cloudy. Problem is the teacher unions are too powerful. The public school, there's no, you need competition. The Democrat Party, they don't like competition. The progressives don't like competition. It's not tough. They, they, everyone wants to dance around. They act like no one can tell. This is like the emperor has no clothes. It's not difficult. The public schools are the problem. It's impossible to fire a teacher. The school day is not long enough. And the principals don't have enough power. The unions have all the power. You need to get rid of bad teachers. You need to have competition. It's, it's not hard. It's never going to improve. And let me also, I want to address, listen, in Wellesley, are the teachers in the Wellesley Public School, Wellesley is a very strong school system, are the teachers at the Wellesley School that much better? Let's talk about Rhode Island. <clears throat> what are the districts that have the best test scores? East Greenwich and Barrington. People move to those communities for their schools. Are people moving to Pawtucket to send their children to the public school? The answer is no. Are people moving to West Warwick to send their children to the public schools? The answer is no. Are people moving to Central Falls to take advantage of the school system? The answer is no. Where do they move to? Barrington, East Greenwich. Does that mean that they have the best teachers? No. It's who comprises. It's educated parents, two-parent homes. I repeat, what, it, what happens when you have two parents who are college educated and a two-parent home you get better test results. It's just a fact. It's not mean. I'm not off on a tangent. That's what it comes down to. That's why, you know, Wellesley does so well. It's not a mystery. It's, it's what the home the child goes home into that really makes the difference. The teachers in Barrington East Greenwich are not better than the teachers in Cumberland. They're not better than the teachers in Woodsocket or Smithfield, then why is there such a disparity? It's who makes up who is in the classroom and what is their home like. Central Falls, you have a lot of people that don't speak English. You have a lot of single parent homes. You have a lot of homes where the parent did not go to college and therefore child doesn't perform as well. It's, it's not a mystery. So it should ultimately, public schools, you need competition. It's not fair. Public schools, they should be, listen, you have a child. Right now you're listening to me on this Thursday. You live in Cumberland. Automatically, your money goes into the Cumberland public schools, whether you send your child there or not, whether you have children or not. That should, no way. If you have a child, what school you choose to send them to, that's where the money should follow. But they don't do it that way. It should also be a separate bill. If they did it that way, if they changed that, true school choice. If you send your child to a Catholic school, then that's where the money goes. So does that mean I wouldn't contribute to the Cumberland Public School? That's exactly what it means. You know what that means? It means the public schools would have to perform better because now they're in competition with charter schools, with Catholic schools or private schools, and then the public schools. It's all about choice. <clears throat> you know, there's nothing that demonstrates that more. And I'll, I'll give credit, Mitt Romney several years ago, folks, right now it's 141, it's Thursday, October 13th. You know, Mitt Romney, one of the best things he ever did on the campaign trail was held up a shoebox. <laughs> and he said, do you remember when the cell phones first came out? I had... 
I was given a cell phone as a gift in 1990, and it was it was big. It was like the size of a shoebox. I didn't really use it a lot. I had an emergency in my car. Um, what what Mitt Romney was trying to say was, you know, if you if the government was in control of a cell phone, it would still be the same size as a shoebox. But because of the iPhone, the Android, I mean, look at cell phones now. Why do they keep improving? Because of competition. That's why. Imagine if the Patriots, like, you, what, if, what if the Patriots, the contract never ended? What if you couldn't get rid of someone? Do you know how difficult it is to try to make an NFL team? How competitive it is? Do they have to advertise? Do the New England Patriots have to run an ad? Providence Journal, Boston Globe, we're looking for some players. <laughs> Hardly. No. So competitive. What if it wasn't? Would people watch it? If everyone was old and slow, would they what? No. Competition. It what breeds. What breeds better service, better product, better employees. And that's what's lacking. It's not a mystery. But the problem is, they're all afraid of the teachers' unions that carry all that power. And Governor McKee, who at one point, he was, that's how I knew him. I heard great things what he was doing with these mayoral academies. That guy left the building. He's gone. He's now a puppet to the teachers' unions. No. They're not in favor of education anymore. They're not. You know what he's, you know, Ashley Kalis was really good today. You know, let me play that. She said, you know what his whole goal now is just to get elected. Because Ronaldo, who I know, was saying, you know, he was known for education. And Ashley handled it pretty well. Saying, well, he's not known for that anymore. Now it's all about the special interests control him. Let me just find that. She had a press conference earlier. We just. What the scores are? Teachers need the scores. We are having a huge crisis in education. It is. I asked her about that actually. This. Very clear that the law said it should be liberally construed, and he. Um, I suggest that he because people over and for taking Surprising that you're calling to me. Testimony and leader. Hold on, folks. She was good today. Another crisis in Rhode Island. The other night at the this is me this morning at the the education governor. Today, RIPAC has said that the public school system in Rhode Island is a crisis. Crisis. Um, is that why you believe he will not release those test scores? Yes, I believe that he is holding those test scores hostage for political reasons. Parents deserve to know what the scores are. Teachers need the scores. We have a huge crisis in education. It is a civil rights issue in terms of children that are trapped in failing schools and our inability to really take the necessary steps for education reform. We need different leadership. And, and what is it, just a brief follow-up, and, and what does it say if he's the education governor and Peck is saying that the public school system Rhode Island right now is in a crisis mode? Well, I think we need a different education governor then. Okay, right before we go on this home, Ms. Kalis, question for you. If on the energy crisis... This may be a private business, but it's also a private business, I'm talking about Rhode Island Energy, operating under a monopoly. And as such, it's got negotiated profit margins that most folks consider excessive. Yes. Isn't there room for the governor and the Public Utility Commission to negotiate, quite frankly, just a better deal on their profit margin? Correct. And they've deferred costs and expenses already, so we're just asking for more. So let's talk about the structure of um, energy. So an energy company functions in a natural monopoly. That is why it is perfectly normal for the state to regulate it, because of the nature of that, that sort of market, which is why getting involved in this way would not be uh, unusual. What is unusual is to... Um, to do nothing when there is a crisis like this. Listen to this answer she's going to give. What was the 
The right back report or full mistake had to be corrected before work release. Did you know that? Which which mistakes are you speaking of? A lot of mistakes. Okay. A lot of, in North Carolina. When they put the numbers out, it was incorrect. And that was raised two weeks ago. Okay. I think the overall sentiment of the reports on education are, is that we are in crisis. There's been a failure of leadership. Look, she's actually Kayla. So I want you to listen to this, what she says when Apti does the follow-up on the case. And the other part that I find um, of note is that the steps that we need to take are well-worn steps. They echo what I put in our education plan, and I never claimed that our education plan was revolutionary in any sort of way. I just said, let's do the hard work that is necessary, the hard work that we know results in turning around failing schools and reforming an education system. And if we do not do this as a state, we are violating the civil rights of, of, of children who, have an, who should have the opportunity to learn. The way that you access opportunities through education, we are failing children, we need to do the hard work. It is also an economic problem for the state. It causes economic issues to not have Listen when she Listen right here. And he proved he had a track record of proving that he's pro-education. When he was lieutenant governor, major academy, it's a lot of stuff he took for minorities and education. Listen to her answer right here. She's right on the money. So the you know Mayor McKee might not recognize. Governor McKee. Mayor That's McKee true. Four charter schools. Yep. Uh, Governor McKee let special interests write his education policy. So I do not believe that uh, he can run on both records at the same time. That is a very, very good point. Now, folks, right now, 148, someone has brought my attention. The woman in the McKee commercial, she was found. This is what we're finding out right now. It's 148. The person that found her for the commercial. Is, is Fathead, Dan York of WPRO. He's the one that encouraged her to talk that way in the, in the commercial. This is the way she actually sounds. She was on his uh, stupid TV show. Of this particular condition, if you go to the doctor, if you injure yourself, uh, you go and see an orthopedic, a dentist, um, a regular doctor. I mean, the Department of Health is trying to get people to sign into the prescription monitoring program. But there's not one person that doesn't feel pain, that doesn't go to their doctor and say, please alleviate this, that isn't at risk for this to become something that they can't handle, that it becomes the condition. Very true. A lot of people take it, never bothers them again, no big right. deal. So there are some tendencies, and I get easier. So he found her. Wow. And got her to talk in that way. How about that? And I'm going to play in just a moment what they had her sound like in the television commercial. I want to hear her again. Wow, the whole thing is a fraud. Listen to her. She sounds fine. Oh, what happened? Here we go. Nobody that is absolved of the risk of this particular condition. If you go to the doctor, if you injure yourself, uh, you go and see an orthopedic, a dentist, um, a regular doctor. I mean, the Department of Health is trying to get people to sign into the prescription monitoring program. But there's not one person that doesn't feel pain that doesn't go to their doctor and say, please alleviate this, that isn't at risk. For this to become something that they can't handle, that it becomes the condition. Very true. A lot of people take it, never bothers them again, no big right. deal. So there are some tendencies, and I get easier. Now, you've been working, you work in hospitals as well. Thank you. I'm the executive director of Rhode Island Cares, and then I also manage a, a program within the, hospital, the local hospital ED pro, uh, program where we send recovery coaches in to talk with people that have recently op- uh, overdosed on opiates. So you, you've seen what I've had experts say prior here, which is that. Wow. The whole thing is fake. Now, here's how they made her sound in the commercial. Now, listen to her. Uh, hold on, here it is. had her imitate this fake accent. I won't vote for Ashley Kalis. No way. Hey, Ash. Hey, Ashley. Hey, Ash. 
Wow. So he's the one that told her to talk that way. Actually, that's not Rhode Island. That whole manner of speaking in the commercial is fake. I'll have more on that a little bit later. Folks, it's 152. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, I want to repeat a local story, and that is that there was... A um, some kind of a bomb scare this morning, but they they found that it's not credible. So they had a bomb scare at Cumberland High School this morning. But according to NBC Ten, they found that it was not a credible. I'm sure that threw obviously people off, but. Police, Cumberland police said the bomb threat aimed at Cumberland High was not credible. So I want to make sure that people were aware of that. Um, but I, I think they also said that they believe they have a suspect in custody. I know last night, Maura Healy and, and uh, Jeff Deal had a debate. I'll play some of this. This is the, um, let's see, I want to stay on track here. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show, though, is brought to you by J. Perry Paving. This is a great time of year. Get your driveway paved with J. Perry Paving. Call them today. Free quote, high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service. 20 years experience, specialized commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios. J. Perry Paving, 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730. Letter J, J. Perry Paving. Also, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, J. Perry Paving has your back. Affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, licensed and insured contracting company, it's J. Perry Paving. Call them today, 401-732-1730. Right now at 154 on this Thursday, this portion of the program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, right now. If you're listening to the show, you're on 146, you could swing by and have a nice, uh, delicious meal. Don't forget about their sister restaurant, Case, Of course, Cass Avenue in Woonsocket. But the lodge is consistently great. Now, I also want to mention um, there's going to be a lot of wind this afternoon. Kind of a stormy Thursday. I want to remind people about... You know, if you need to get your uh, tree branches trimmed and then you don't have to worry about it. I mean, there's nothing worse than you lose power and make sure, as a matter of fact, that your tree branches are, in fact, you know, maintained in the proper way. Because a lot of times that's all it really takes and the only thing that they many times really have to do is, in fact, just make sure that you don't have some of those potentially dangerous branches that could cause a lot of problems for your home. And that's where Yankee Tree comes in. Yankee Tree, they have a licensed arborist. I've had them do work at my home, and they are the tree trimming experts. Call them today, Yankee Tree Service, 401 439 6028 Yankee Tree Service, the tree trimming experts in Lincoln, fully insured tree removal company with a licensed arborist, tree removal pruning. You can depend. If you've been thinking, you know what, maybe I'm going to get those branches trimmed, call Yankee Tree Service today, 401 439 6028. Folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. So I mentioned the Cumberland situation, and that's very unfortunate, and hopefully they're going to find who is, in fact, um, responsible for that particular situation. There's nothing funny about that. Uh, Whoever thought that they would do it and get away with it, we can only hope that it's it's not, in fact, happening, and then they will, you know, hold those individuals, because that, you know, certainly um, causes, you know, problems for... I'm also seeing, um, let's see, the Valley Breeze. Mayors removed from offices. Talk of city as election day approaches. Well, I believe 
she is running for re-election unopposed. So it's, it's, it's going to be a, a short-lived situation. Hey, this is interesting. Foster Town Council talk issues facing town. All five incumbents are seeing re-election. The Republican-ruled Foster Town Council in a challenge by four candidates, two Democrats and an independent. Uh, Council President Denise DeFranco, David Palino, Heidi Rogers. I've interviewed her in the past. And they seem to run things pretty smoothly. But the uh, the pork boy involved with that, that's really interesting. That um, that that is, uh, is, is pretty interesting that that woman was told to talk in that manner. He... You know, he continues, the idiot down the dial, he's, he's friendly. He continues to have communication and influence with this governor. And, you know, you, you heard the other day, I heard he was saying that Governor McKee, if they bring up the ILO contract, that he should just say that, well, you know, you, you schooled Matt Brown, and then McKee tried that, and Tim White and Ted Nisi, like, you know, bit his head off. So, and now, it sounds like he schooled somebody, and they're using his concept for the commercial, and the commercial is is bombing right now. So, now, they are going to debate tonight. It is not on television. Journal's going to do it online. I, I don't know what's going to happen with that. I was speaking with someone just the other day. It is, it's, there used to be four debates. Right now, folks, at 158, there used to be four debates. Each television station did a debate, 10, 12, and 6. And then Channel 36 used to debate. There used to be four TV debates. Now you're down to two, 10 and 12. And the Channel 10 one is not till the very, very end. So, now right now, it's 159. It's a busy news day. The big news, folks, is really out of Connecticut. Two police officers shot and killed, lured into a trap. A phony 911 call. Another officer that was also shot. Serious gunshot wound is in serious condition. I'm telling you, this is a day. Thank police when you see them. Support the police. The McKee Matos team is anti-police. We need to, young children should be taught to respect law enforcement. We have allowed the progressives in the Democrat Party to turn the attitude towards police upside down. And it needs to be called out. So, listen, stay dry in this Thursday. I plan on broadcasting from the gubernatorial debate tonight. We're back. WNRI, Socket.